Hello, Sobertown, and welcome to the Sobertown podcast, your two-for-one bargain day. Good morning. I am Polly, and here with me on the train is... It's Karina in the UK. <laughs> Karina, who is celebrating 11 months today. Yes, 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 yes. Yay! Congratulations. Thank before you. We, yeah, before we get into the podcast, I just want to say to people that... Um, there is a, a website you can go to, SoberTownPodcast.com, where you will find so much to help you on this sober journey. There are blogs from one of our sober warriors, Todd. He's done a lot of in-depth study, and there's so much information on those blogs. He does the sober toolbox, sober discussions. He talks about your body on the booze. And then Laurie and Karina herself have been working uh, or are going to be working on a kid's toolbox, but Laurie has already put something there to start, kick the ball, roll, get the ball rolling. We've also keep our podcast episodes on there and we've got walls of, the wall of uh, fame, which is people's stories and um, before and after photos, tattoos, so many resources there for you to go to. So if you go to, sobertownpodcast.com you will find everything you need it's your one-stop shop as we say (laughs) for all things alcohol recovery related and it's all honest and unfiltered so back to our podcast today we are gonna Karina became a biker chick for a week (laughs) and she got out on her bumblebee in her leathers and rode like we say on the sober get on that sober train and ride and air karina got on bumblebee and rode so come on karina tell us about your trip yeah i sure did ride 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 um it was great it was so much fun and um whoever says that that not drinking is boring has got it so so wrong because i'm having so much fun um I'm in a lot of pain right now. I'm exhausted, but hey, it was really, really worth it. Um, when I was drinking, I was in a lot of pain and I was exhausted and it so wasn't worth it. So, <laughs> um, you know, this is completely different. Um, we kind of did a little bit of a test run. So we're going to go on a bigger trip. Um, we're going to actually head off Thursday week now. Um, but we wanted to do one a bit close to home so I could come back if need be. And okay. we did only we made it six days on the road we'd done a bit of riding before that each day we'd been going out um but we rode from um norfolk up to lincolnshire and visited some some people and some friends i visited um caught up with some old friends and i caught up with um a new friend in in dr hounds um we met in a pub with my saber sisters and uh, has some- I have to tell you i'm so envious of you bump getting to sit down in a pub with our very favourite Dr Hound. (laughs) Amazing, absolutely amazing. We just laughed. We had so much fun. It was absolutely brilliant. And uh, yeah, not a drop of alcohol passed our lips. Um, Wasn't even tempted. Uh, Really, actually this week, I've mostly eaten out in pubs. um, And it really, really hasn't bothered me and in fact in one pub that we went to we had as we were going towards the pub we walked past lots of beer barrels outside and the smell actually made me wretch 
it really did make me fetch the smell of beer. Now, I used to like the smell of beer, um, but it actually made me go, you know, I just, no way. And, um, and, you know, I spoke a bit as well about my sobriety and I got a bit tearful at times saying that I actually, I'm, I'm terrified of, of ever going back there again. I, it actually is something that really, really scares me. Um, right now, it's not something I ever wish to do again. It's not something I ever want to do again. Um, who would want to give up at the age of 56, having a midlife crisis, riding around the country Bike on a three-wheel bike? chick, bike chick. Yeah, seeing all the sights. And and what was really fun, you know, we went to Lincolnshire, went and spent a few days in Lincolnshire. Now, we lived in Lincolnshire, so I lived there for 10 years. Andy was there for eight. And for the first time, we actually went as tourists. And it was such great fun. Um, you know, there was so much to see and do there. Some of the things we had done before, but not really taken an awful lot of notice. You know, you more go to town to do your shopping or take your kids to school or, you know, take them to dance club or whatever. Um, so it was really, really nice to go as a tourist. And one thing I learned from that was that, you know, we should all look at our own local area and appreciate our own local area and look at what is there. What are the tourist things? What are the fun things to do? And just get out there and do them, you know, because there is so much more to life than going through the motions and doing the, the routine. You know, mm -hmm. we, we all need a bit of spark and a bit of fun and a bit of different in our routine to make it worthwhile. I think, yeah, I, I agree with that one about checking out your own area because how many of us just don't take any notice of the town we actually live in? Mm. When we think about going to find things to see and do we always look for things to see and do outside of our own area because we feel that's what we need to do whereas and I think some of COVID has helped with us explore our own areas because we couldn't go very far you mm. were pretty limited um, so yeah I mean when I first moved to Texas I was very much, even though it was now my home, I stayed a tourist for quite a while. And I thank my late mother-in-law for a lot of that because um, she was very much into the history of Fort Worth because this is where she was born. This was mm. her hometown. She first left it when she got married and went to um, the Aleutian Islands when my late father-in-law was in the Air Force. So, I mean, she stayed in Fort Worth and she knew the history of Fort Worth because she was part of the historical society. So she actually helped me learn Fort Worth. And I get the joy of when family and friends come and visit, being the tour guides. <laughs> <laughs> and taking people to see what we call, what we fondly call Cowtown. Because, um, this is where a lot of uh, the cattle drives, et cetera, came to before they moved the cattle up into Kansas for sale. So and there is still a big cattle industry uh, down at the stockyards here in Fort Worth. So I love the history of this town. Mm. But the town I left in the UK also had a lot of medieval history. Yeah. 
Uh, there is a lot of it. When you start going into the nitty gritty, you find so many fun facts. How many fun facts did you discover about the area that you had lived in that you never did, that you never knew before? Um, well, this isn't such a fun fact, but this, this is something that probably I should bring up. Andy and I were riding. Well, yeah, I suppose it is. Yeah, it's not a fun fact, but it's a fact. Andy and I are riding. He rides his motorbike. I ride Bumblebee, which, if people who don't know, is a Can-Am riker. Mm-hmm. So it's really Before we go any further, though, let people know you do have a blog on Instagram, don't you? Yeah, because I wanted to sort of, for that reason, I wanted to start sharing with people all over the world um, mm-hmm. where I'm going and what my travels are and um, what I'm reviewing. So it's Can Am Girl UK. Perhaps we'll attack the. the yeah, writer. we'll put that on at the end. But it's also yeah. a, um, it's a, it's a, it's a different kind of sober journey. Yeah. So I've got Sabre Bumblebee and I've got that. Yeah, so it is my Sabre journey, but it's about there. And it's about ha- getting out and having the freedom and always being able to to ride. And um, although because I, I can't always ride um, and on one of my blogs, I've put about my physical disabilities as they were 11 months ago. Mm-hmm. With my functional neurological disorder, arthritis, um, fibromyalgia and positional vertigo. But all of that is so, so much better now I'm not drinking. And not only have I learned how to walk again and talk again and to eat again without choking and to, um, yeah, just do so many things, the basic skills, but I've also learned a completely new skill set on how to ride a motorbike, which is completely alien to me. So, uh, but anyway, one of the facts as we were driving around that, well, there's a couple of facts. So um, we... uh, have got an intercom system on our motorbike so we can talk to each other. And we got it more mm-hmm. for safety, really, because sometimes Andy will have to say, Karina, you're indicating still and think. So he rides behind me just to make sure there's a car coming up, you know, and just to make me extra safe. But amazing, I didn't realize how much we chatter. We <laughs> chatter away like old couple as we're riding along and it's great fun. But do you know what? Every town we went to, every little village we drove through, I was like, We've drunk in there. We've got drunk in there. We used to drink in there. There was one pub. We must have covered 300 miles in Lincolnshire. And I think we saw one pub that Ouch. we'd never, step, never stepped foot in. Yeah. It's, it's painful, isn't it, when you think? And I know a lot of it, though, was probably not drunk drinking because sometimes – you go out for lunch and you maybe have one drink or so. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying that the rest of the day isn't. When you get back home, you don't neck the, the alcohol. But a lot of pubs you'll go in for lunch or if you're out and about, and it's not necessarily a drinking binge. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. There's, it, involved. There, there's, always, yeah. there's always cafeterias and restaurants. There's cafes around. I would never, we would never, ever. I've stepped foot in a cafe back then because it didn't serve alcohol. If we were stopping for lunch or tea, it would have to be a pub or somewhere that was licensed. And I think the fun facts were that I've discovered so much more this time around because I've seen it all sober. 
I went for afternoon tea in the park, you know, like the Queen, my dear. <laughs> I sat there with free finger, finger sandwiches and um, very beautiful, naughty sugar stuff that I shouldn't have been eating, but I just could not resist. Um, I mean, you're saying I shouldn't be eating, but sometimes, don't you? This is a tough journey we're doing. This is not easy. And sometimes you need to reward yourself. So is an afternoon, here we go, an afternoon tea with wonderful teacups and the pinky in the air, um, being a true afternoon tea person, uh, is that not a nice treat? Oh, it was the best. reward? enjoyed every single minute of it and um, and because it was something I've had afternoon tea before but would always go with a glass of Prosecco if I'd ever had afternoon you know it'd always be Prosecco but Andy and I have never had afternoon tea together we've known each other 21 years now so it was really lovely it was in our old haunts it was in the middle it was in the woods in Woodall Spa and um, yeah, we just had a lovely, great big pot of tea. We had finger sandwiches, we had gluten-free cakes. And it was just amazing, amazing. And, and I loved, and you know, the birds were singing and it was outside in the sunshine. And uh, last time we'd been there was about 12 years ago. We had been to that place before and it had been a, an Italian restaurant then. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course, we'd had a bottle of wine with, with our meal, meal for that. Yeah, so um, so it was absolutely lovely. To, I think to come back to the fun facts was that there is so much beauty all around, and now I can actually see every single bit of it, and I can see Lincolnshire is beautiful, beautiful county, beautiful, and I was now able to appreciate it. Um, not only because I was there as a tourist, not running from A to B but also because I wasn't blinkered by alcohol in any way at all. And you can start your day as early as you want because you're not hungover. Yeah. You can have as long a day as you want because, A, you're not hungover in the morning trying to, you know, clear up a hangover sort of thing. And you haven't got to get back anywhere to get that first glass of wine in. No. No, it's completely relaxed. You know, your day is completely completely your own um it, i mean we did we'd we'd had some of it planned um going over there and coming back when we came back to we got as far as king's Lynn, which we had a room booked on saturday night and then we were going to wing it around the norfolk coast and we we planned to still be traveling actually we went to be traveling till till thursday and what mm-hmm. tuesday today um but because we hadn't booked anywhere um do you know what in the olden days in the good old days probably pre-covid um (laughs) um, you used to be able to ride around and you'd see little b and bread and breakfasts all down the coast vacancies no vacancies and if you had a last minute if you could go in last minute it'll be cheaper well no not nowadays even if they've got a room and it's not booked out at last minute it seems to go up in price and everywhere was booked, um, and the only places we could get were like two hundred pounds a night. What? Yeah, two hundred pounds a night. The cheapest. Ridiculous. I know. So we had to end up driving or riding much, much further around the coast to find somewhere to stay. Um, so we went right from the west coast of Norfolk to the east coast. So we must have mm-hmm. done a good one hundred and twenty miles that day, I guess. And the the room we got even then was one hundred and twenty two pounds. 
for the night and that was the cheapest we could get so but that was a really good test for us um because again it's made us realize that we need to pre-book for our upcoming journey so that's what i was actually doing just before we zoomed is looking at at where we're going to go on yeah. our next and get pre-booking um some of the rooms so that we we know um, so it's going to take a little bit of flexibility out of it, but it gives us some security of knowing we've got somewhere to stay that night. You know? What area are you hitting in the UK next? Well, in the UK next, we are heading down to um, Portsmouth, first of all, just because on my Can-Am Girl UK um, blog, I had a lovely lady called Alison actually contact me from Amsterdam. Um asking sort of you know a bit about me and where I was from and she's originally from Portsmouth or Pompey mm-hmm. as we call it yes. over here um and I've said to her, she'd put a lot of video of all these Can-Am spiders and Rikers all these three-wheel bikes going out cruising on big groups and big tours you know and I was like that looks so much fun I'd really really liked her to do something like that you know and she said leave it with me I've got a contact down in Portsmouth because that's where I'm from I'll get him to contact you and we'll see if there's anything in your area well lo and behold next day he's contacted me before I know it I'm booked they're going on a ride out on the 17th um, of July from Portsmouth on a ferry so all the bikes 30 off bikes are going on the ferry riding around the Isle of Wight a little island and then coming back on the on the, the later night ferry well, before I, that was it, I'd booked it. I've not, I've booked the ferry, I've booked a hotel, and we're going. I've even been invited <laughs> to this barbecue on the night before. And, and we're staying at a place um, near Portsmouth in a little travel place. And then after I'd booked all that, we were going to then head west to, to um, Devon and Cornwall, which I love, and go and catch up with some people over there. And then I suddenly thought, hmm. I've got a feeling I must. One of our sisters lives down that area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I messaged her and lo and behold, she's literally a stone's throw away from where I'm going. <laughs> so on Sunday, we are meeting up for lunch. That um, sounds awesome. You, you're making yeah. me so envious because well, you are getting all our virtual friends are now becoming physical with you. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know. You're getting physical with all these friends, all our sober sisters. Um, I I d- I'm hoping at some point, maybe later this year, that I can, we will wait and see what happens with COVID. But um, I know what we've done previously when we've gone away is we found an Airbnb or something uh, that will accommodate us. And we picked a central location so that we can sort of spider web out to different places. Yeah. To see different things. That's the way. Because I actually, I quite like driving. I, I'm pretty good at, at the driving. I mean, I'll drive. I can drive anywhere. I, it doesn't bother me. Um, I'll take two days to get somewhere, you know, uh, plan a, a stop on the way. And then carry on because, Dan, there's so many landmarks here in the U.S. And Dan hadn't seen some of them. And the one year I drove to uh, South Dakota because he had never been to Mount Rushmore. So we made it to Mount Rushmore and all around there. And we went to Deadwood and uh, we saw I went and I climbed. uh, the, the, The cemetery is called Mount Moriah. 
and it's where she's buried and mm. um uh, the guy she was in love with buffalo bill's buried and um that was interesting that was a, a really great vacation and we went to sturgis and devil's tower so that was an uh, you know a great great time because i think you and i think i am going to enjoy so You've, much more listening to you talk about the enjoyment of seeing these things through sober eyes i've done sober eyes but not in the same way as i'm doing this sober eyes these sober eyes are so much more open yeah more observant loving and, and we're wanting to learn as well aren't we we mm-hmm. see things but you want to know more about it it's, it's an, an, an inquire more of an inquiring mind more inquisitive well i know when i've done my trips all of a sudden and dan always says oh don't tell me here we come another hysterical marker i said it's a historical marker <laughs> he said he said your attitude he says is hysterical he said all of a sudden we make this sudden right turn <laughs> he said <laughs> he said you either see a photo up or there's a hysterical marker he said oh, it takes us, he said it takes us so long to get anywhere but when you're going somewhere that you've never been before and you think of the history that's been there before, I don't know about you, but I just love the history of a place. Yeah. Um, like here in the States, uh, all the way up there, you've got Wyoming and places like that. And um, you can see where the Oregon Trail went, you know, how the, and you, you look at the vast countryside and you're thinking, how the freaking hell did you get across here in a wagon with kids mm. and animals, you know, and all that kind yeah. of stuff? I mean, people were tough. We're wimps compared to them. Yeah, we are. Yeah. We want hotel rooms <laughs> and running yeah. water and all mud cartons. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. And you know what? Every... every- Every town, every village, every country has its history, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It all has its history, even if it's new, you know. Um, it it's all has history there. And sometimes we just have to dig for it. Um, or other times we just have to actually open our eyes to see it. And I remember when I lived in Lincolnshire, we used to go to a, a lovely old brewing called Bolinborough Castle. And it was uh, old Bolinborough. And we used to go and play hide and seek there with Jack when he was little. We'd mm-hmm. go for pick, we'd go to reenactments and things like that. And I remember once speaking to my friend Julia, who lives in Australia. She she we grew up together, but she moved to Australia when she was about 18. And I was saying to her, I just said to her, Oh yeah, we went to old Bolinborough Castle yesterday. She went, Oh, I'd love to go there. And she started telling me all the history of Bolinborough Castle. Now wow. there are all posters, like all the things that you can read around them. Well, I'd never bothered to read them. And there was my friend, thousands of miles away. <laughs> Telling you the history. All about this place that I went to um, play hide and seek with Jack with. Um, so, you know, I do, I suppose since then I have taken a bit more of a notice and I do love history. I don't, I'm not a royalist. Um, I, you know, I have lots of opinions and views about that. It's a whole new different mm-hmm. thing, but I do love the history i love the history of of the royals and our wars and our conflicts and you know probably one of the reasons that i don't 
I'm, I'm not a royalist and I'm not into the royal family is because of all the conflict and all mm-hmm. the chaos and all the war and all the fighting um, that caused them to, to be where they are today. But then having said that, isn't that a bit like the Sabre journey? Yep. But doesn't that actually make them all stronger for being where they are today? Because they didn't just appear there. They did have to fight. They did have to be. And they didn't give in. They didn't give in, no. They didn't um, give in. Like you, I am terrified of ever drinking again. It scares the, excuse my friend, living shit out of me. Mm. Um, it's not anything um, I want to do. I mean, like you say, never say never. Um, but at the moment, you know, it's, it's not on the radar as anything that I want to go into because I think the scariest part about it is I'm enjoying life so much. Like you say, seeing so much more. Eyes wide open, taking in the view. Mm. Um, I don't want to lose it because my fear is if I start drinking again, I'm done. That's it. Mm. I'll be finished. Yeah. And I can't do Me that. Too. You, Me too. You, yeah, you feel the same? Yeah, De- definitely. I, I don't have a reset in me. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, this is my first probably proper proper attempt at sobriety I've just always been oh before you know just like oh I'm never drinking again oh I'm never drinking again oh I'm never drinking you know and just day after day mm-hmm. after day looking in the mirror help hate myself every day something's got to give um I I you know and I've said it before people who reset I think I have so much admiration for them they have so much strength and I just think they are amazing and such an inspiration to me because yes. it's not something I could do because if I was to have that one drink, I know I would be right back down there again. And and that's what scares me. But, and I've said this before, you can never, ever get too flippant about it because the other day I walked past those beer barrels and the stench was disgusting. It made me wretch. Yesterday, um, we stopped at a pub in Hemsby for a drink. Mm-hmm. And I saw that they did. It was sunshine. It was like, you know, my, my drink at the end was wine. I just drank copious amounts of wine. But in early years, I'd like, I'd like a bottle of Bard. I'd like a bottle of beer on a summer day. And I actually, I did like the taste of beer. It's the only drink I can actually say I like the taste of, that and brandy. Um, and I just fancied a beer, and like an alcohol-free beer. I didn't want a beer. I didn't mm-hmm. want lager. I had no interest in having any alcohol, but I wanted the flavor of an alcohol-free beer and they did an alcohol-free beer. So I had one and it was lovely. I had no need. And you know what? As we came away from there, I said to Bernsey, I actually feel a bit tipsy. There'd been, there was no alcohol in it. And before I even drunk it, I'd check the label. It's not yeah. alcohol. <laughs> I, I felt tipsy because it brought better feelings. It was nice. It was summer. You know, I felt good but a couple of days before I couldn't even stand the smell and then two days later I actually wanted the taste mm-hmm. of an alcohol I've never been I've never been a beer lover so, uh, I don't know how I'd be with um alcohol free beer I'm 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know how I'd be drinking alcohol-free beer. I don't know. I'd worry that it would be a trigger. That That's my fear with a lot of these alcohol-free drinks. Um, I worry about the association. You know, it's like you say, beautiful summer day. Um, what you would normally do on a summer day. And that scares me in a way that I could be triggered. I haven't tried it. Um, but like I say, I'm not a beer drinker. I never have been a beer drinker. No. Wine, wine has always been my drink of choice. Um, and in the summertime, yes, I would have a white wine spritzer, a nice mm -hmm. tall glass white wine spritzer. Um, I would enjoy that. Um, and I don't know. What are your views on alcohol-free drinks? Do you are you bothered by them? With the do you feel like they mm. might be a trigger after what you uh, experienced after drinking it? Not not for me because um, I, I think alcohol-free is very individual to every person, and it has to be what's right for you. Some people it may well trigger. Um, to me when I drank it but again remembering that I'm 11 months sober now so you mm -hmm. know it might have been a bit different although I did drink alcohol free in the early days to be fair um but it didn't trigger me at all I actually said to Andy I'm, I'm it actually worked in the opposite because actually what I said to him is why would I ever want to drink again because actually I'm enjoying this alcohol free beer it's doing the trick it's giving me the flavor but I'm not getting drunk and I'm completely fully here so actually, for me, it was actually a preventative. It's something I think, well, actually, I don't ever need to drink again, because even if I fancy the taste of a beer, I can have a beer that's alcohol free. Mm -hmm. And that, that would actually satisfying. Me. Yeah, it would stop me from actually having alcohol. Um, but it's, it's individual, isn't it? Um, but yeah. actually, that, the mostly that wouldn't be my drink of choice mostly it would be a nice tonic water a nice wine and soda elderflower and soda something really refreshing um, um yeah i've just brought some um elderflower tonic water hmm. elderflower flavored tonic water so that is going to be my my summer drink and i also do san Pel uh, the san pellegrino do some really gorgeous um, flavored waters and blood orange is one of mine and it's got it's, it's got quite a nice pink hue so in a nice glass it is gorgeous and it's all about the aesthetics isn't it a lot of it um, it's how we do it and they always say we eat with our eyes we also drink with our eyes because <laughs> <Definitely. laughs> yeah. we look for a nice glass as well mm. I mean I don't know about you yeah. if I've got a nice tonic water or a nice soda water or a nice kombucha I'll put it in a really nice glass mm. so that it so, looks yeah. looks nice I, I use my big old gin glass and I put yeah. sort of input the berries in there juniper berries because they drink gin as well and you know lots of ice and sort of fruit and and and, and you said about kombucha now when I first started my sabre journey from Iron Sabre, I saw people talking about kombucha and I hadn't heard of it before, even though it is actually over here. So I kind of did some digging, found out about it and, and I got myself some kombucha. And originally, initially I did sort of drink that a bit. And there's a lot of um, talk about that, but because some of it, it does have a small amount of alcohol, in, like something 0.01% or something, depending on where you get it from. 
Um, but I had one. I had a tin in the fridge that I'd had for about two months and not not touched. Um, so I had. Go ahead. Yeah, you had kombucha. Yes, I had kombucha, um, and I had it. I hadn't had it in the fridge for a couple of months, so I hadn't touched it. So I had some, and the taste of alcohol was so overpowering for me even though it's got a tiny 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 bit about it now that could have triggered me i usually go for the fruit ones um there's all different kinds there's different brands and Mm. some of them you get um it depends on the fermentation doesn't it because it's like alcohol it's a fermented drink it's Mm. good for you because it's got the mother in it which it is um, it is but there's other things that are good for you I as well. I always used to cut mine with, I used to always cut my, yes, apple cider vinegar. I used to cut mine with um, soda water. Mm. So I only had, because it, it's a pretty strong flavor. But there's yeah. some really nice fruit ones that um, they haven't got the overpowering taste of alcohol in them at all. But as a preference, I do prefer um, some of the uh, flavored waters the um, yeah. blood orange and there's another lemon one that I quite like um I'm not a great soda drinker I never ever have been I would rather much much rather have a cup of tea and speaking of a cup of tea we are going to take a short break and get a cup of tea in the car in the um dining car so we will be back in a little while talk to you in a minute well, hello, guys. We're back, Karina and I, and we managed to find someone in the dining car. One of our other ladies who's been with us before, King 13. Well, good morning, King 13. Well, good afternoon to you guys, too. <laughs> <laughs> you are some, yeah, you are someone else who's just been on a trip like Karina did. She went on a trip. Um, and where did you go? Uh uh, we went, as they say in Australia, just up the road <laughs> to the Hard Rock Seminole Casino um, and Hotel in Hollywood, Florida, not LA. <laughs> we've Didn't got have a Hollywood. Any big sign. <laughs> yeah, we've got a Hollywood in Texas. <laughs> Do you? Oh, yeah. That's good. Popular name. <laughs> got a Paris as well, but that's beside <laughs> the point. <laughs> and we've got a Melbourne in Florida, my hometown in Australia. Actually, the street I live on is actually named after the golf course in the town where I was born. In the town right? where well, I was born. <laughs> yeah. Lived a man by the sea. <laughs> mm, yes. Um, that's an old one. Fly me, Paula. Shut up. Um, anyway, go back to your trip. Karina and I want to hear about your trip. Well, yeah, I just got um, some mail and it said, you know, you're getting free nights and come and see Chicago, the band. So checked with hubby and we thought, yeah, look, you know, with COVID and everything, let's get away. So we weren't expecting much. I'd only been up there once before. He'd never been there. And actually it was a nice surprise as far as the hotel and and what it looked like and the room was really lovely. And uh, he's not a fan of gambling at all. And um, I like to play the slot machines. We have a lot in Australia. But obviously you don't have a lot here. So it's not something that I've been doing for a while. Well, when I walked into the casino, um, I didn't know if it was a day club, a night club, a world club or a 24-hour club. It was, (laughs) it just hit me. There were just people everywhere. And this was about 
out. Oh, I don't know. We've got an early check-in. So it's probably about three o'clock, let's say. As soon as I got there, I just dumped the bags and went straight to the casino. I was a bit keen. Any and slots? Um, I played it. Any slots? There was a lot of slots. And they had, a, they had just the huge area you walked in. First thing that hit me was a bar, of course, and a restaurant. And then there was the open slot um, come tables area. And it was all smoking. So that's something that I'm not used to because in Australia they've banned smoking inside. You know, I think almost all establishments, restaurants, you know, casinos, bars, whatever, you know, because they're always hanging out in the streets. And so that was like, oh, wow, okay. And then they had separate rooms for the non-smoking. But when I got in there, some people were smoking in there too. So typical Florida, anything goes. Mm -hmm. Um, So I went into the non-smoking area, yeah, and sat down. And then it all began. How did you cope with the alcohol? Because there's always a lot of alcohol. You get these ladies come around in these casinos offering, you know, do you want to drink? Mm. You know, so um, a lot of people are sat there drinking alcohol while they're mm. playing, playing the machines or, you know, cards or whatever. So how how did you cope? Because you are just coming up on six months at the end of this week. That's right. I know. So got, I know. Mm-hmm. So what was it like yeah. going to the casino with all the well, alcohol around? It was like being back in Flaming High School because everything hit me at once. You know, everyone was smoking. It was like sneaking the cigarettes, you know. Mm-hmm. I had a cigarette in one hand and alcohol in the other, and there I am sitting in the middle like a bloody form between, you know, two roses or the other way around. And I looked down to my left and there was a glass. I looked down to my right and there was a glass, and I'm thinking, oh, F, I'm in trouble. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. oh, I could just reach out and grab that and no one had noticed. But it was really interesting because the only thing, like you just said, the six months is coming up, and that I, I just said to myself, all right, Deborah, what really matters right now? Okay, you're in it. You're in the devil's playground. What really, really matters? And it was the time I thought, you know, you can have the drink and you can go ahead and get hammered. And no one would really know. I could keep it to myself. But you can't lie to yourself in the mirror, right? Mm-mm. And this was just the very first day. And, of course, the lady comes up, would you like a drink? I'm going, can I take a water? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got your water? And so, um, and I said, and you can continue to bring the water. So I didn't have to explain anything to her next time. So, yeah, and uh, at one stage I put my water down where the, the person's drink was and I said, oh, well, do you mind moving that just to the other side so I can put my water here? Because I wanted him to get rid of the bloody drink and he had room on his left side. So I sort of manoeuvred that one okay. Um, I was sort of all right then. I got the water and I was fine because I thought, Deb, just focus on the stupid machine. It's going to take you money, but just focus on that. It's better than alcohol. So it was like one devil for the next, mm-hmm. but that's okay. Yeah, it was not easy. It got worse. <laughs> Go on then. Got worse. Um, So then I didn't stay there very long because the money tends to go pretty quick if you don't put a bundle in. So I was like, I'm I'm just going to get out of here before it all gets too much. Mm -hmm. So I went back up to the room. I said to Harvey, oh, this is going to be interesting. This is a bloody good weekend. And we bought alcohol-free beer. And God love him. He was drinking that. And I said, look, it's your weekend, you know. But he was really good. He only drank real real beer when we were out for dinner or the other bars. And he hates it. He's told me. He bloody hates it, not being yeah. able to drink it. But I've kept saying to him, just don't worry about me. Just do your own thing. You're responsible for you. I'm responsible for me. It's cool. It's fine. So anyway, uh, that was the Friday we got there. And the Saturday we were going to see Chicago. 
So again, I go back into the casino and these people start talking to me. Oh, you've got an accent. Where are you from? Da, da, da. Some people didn't even know where Australia were from. But the way they gamble here is like the way they drink. It's incredible. People were pressing $50 on the machine. I'm like, 50 bucks? That was going to be my hourly budget, you know, like 50 to 100 bucks, but whatever. And um, honey machines, just, me, I'm cheap. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I did. I, I, well, I had a lot, I had a lot more than that, but I was just like, I wasn't going to spend it all in a couple of presses. I wanted time. No. And I'm like, machine, can you just give me some time, you know, so I don't worry about the drinking and everything else? Yeah. But it's sort of in, in, interesting because all your senses are stimulated at once. I mean, this is a girl who's been fairly much locked up and stays at home. I'm a bit of a homebody. And all of a sudden, you've got the music blaring, you've got, you know, all the machines ding, ding, ding and going off and people swearing at the machines and people laughing and cheering at the machines and payouts. The guy next to me ended up collecting $14,000. So his 50, his 50 bucks was paying off for him, but I got a feeling he was a pretty big gambler because the girl said like something, oh, hi, Julio, you're back again. So <laughs> Julio probably lived She here. knew his name. Oh, well, apparently where I was sitting, I found out within a day that, that's where all the people go there every day on those particular machines. And I was a naughty girl because I had come and sat there at somebody's machine for <laughs> this particular day or two. And it was a machine that I played at home with my mum. And so that's why I sat at this particular machine. It was the panda machine. And I've got a Chinese adopted stepdaughter. So it had the yin and yang. Yes. And I've actually got in my kitchen got a yin and yang you know those little rubber things that you put your saucepans on? Yeah. And my interpreter from Taiwan gave that to me. I've had it for, for like 25 years. So I kept that. And so the machine had some sentimental value. And I said, now, come on, be kind to me, you know. It did in the end. The good news is I did win, but it don't listen to that, peoples, because it doesn't happen very often. Then on the other side of me, another guy won another 16000 I'm thinking, well, what about me? Because I'm just sitting there playing my the bottom, you know, the minimum, yeah. and that's hence why. But, yeah, your senses are sort of thrown into chaos. So it was, I'm, I'm sort of, I know music pretty well, especially rock, so I'm just going along to the 80s and 90s music, singing away yeah. merrily, you know, and getting through it and really didn't want to talk to these people. I just wanted to zone out and, oh, to be honest, not think about sobriety for just a few hours because for the last six months it's consumed my life as you know mm -hmm. I've talked to you a lot about it daily yes. I mean it's daily yeah. daily daily Here's one I wanted for you. to escape did yeah. you you've you've been in casinos before I mean oh yeah um, yeah yeah like Karina going into the pubs um like Karina going into the pubs um have you been into the casino before when you've drunk and sat there with a drink gambling? Or always. Have you, have, you've always been one who's done I've that. never been in one sober. Never been in a casino sober. And I've never ever been in a pokey room in Australia sober. No. I've always sat there with my drink, my machine, and they know who I am and they continually bring the drinks. Yeah. So how did it feel... Being bombarded, you said all your sensations at once, the music, mm. the atmosphere, people drinking, people smoking, ding, ding, ding. How did all that, here's one for you, because we've been in isolation, most of us. Correct. How did those noise levels and all that uh, stimulus feel? Oh, it was, I mean, being an ex-party girl, it was the music I loved, but it was a lot. 
the, the, the machines seem to have got louder. They just seem to be screaming at you. And like even there was this silly little machine within my machine that said, spin me, spin me as a member. And it made so much noise. It kept giving me $5. I wanted to kill it. <laughs> so it, was, it was actually making me more stressed. And I'm sitting there thinking, shit, I'm getting stressed by the minute. This is not relaxing anymore. This is not fun anymore. You know what I mean? Whereas before, mm-hmm. I wouldn't notice. I'd be putting the money in. I'm talking to all the people in the club at home who I knew every single person there. And mum and I would take mum on a Saturday afternoon. That was our our you know time out. Mum's sort of one day a week with me. Saturday afternoon, we'd go to lunch. Mum would have a flutter on the pokies till 4 o'clock and then I'd take her home. So it was really sentimental too because there was, being a long weekend, there were people with their families kids with their mum and dads that have obviously flown in and there was like 20 people around certain machines and you know they'd have a little win and they'd be cheering and oh my god that's fantastic and it kind of made me really sad but happy for them sad for mm-hmm. me but happy for them because it was you know I know that they probably weren't regulars uh, because it was so packed there all these people couldn't possibly go there every day um, and yeah you know you see a lot of people from different countries there a lot of Cubans a lot of Spanish a lot of everything but there was a lot of just you know normal american people who i think who were on holidays to be honest they didn't look like a lot of locals not that i would know but from you what try, i see in Miami, yeah you say and all that cheering people, and all that yeah yeah and i mean the people i've met from miami even the ones i met there i met people from miami up there they were all um from cuba yeah. so so there was a lot of families there's a lot of people just visiting and plus a lot of people went to chicago you know being uh, a good good american band so yeah it was interesting that that atmosphere was really lovely but it sort of just reminded me again of the good old times with mum and dad because mm-hmm. that's what we used to do were you stimulated yeah. at all karina when you went in the pubs when you were uh, going in for your meal did you find the noise levels different um, not drinking well, it's very different. all right so did you find any stimulus? Um, did the noise levels seem different to you going in the pubs um, with Andy compared to d- the fact that we're noticing things so much more? It's not just our eyes are open now. It's all our senses are engaged. It, it's actually a lot quieter over here in the pubs at the moment um, because we are still just coming out of lockdown, yeah. <laughs> a very, very long lockdown. Um, so it's kind of weird because some pubs you can't even go into, you're not allowed up to the bar, you have to sit outside, um, you have to go on um, an app on your phone and order everything online, even your drinks. Um one pub we went into, like, it's completely sheeted off. You cannot look around the bar. It's completely sheeted off plastic. Um, so a lot of the drinking and eating and stuff is actually being done outside our pubs at the moment. Yeah. We did go into a pub yesterday on our way home, and you could actually go into that bar. Mm-hmm. Um, the only noise at the moment seems to be, the only people that seem to be, eating or drinking inside the bars at the moment is the football fans or soccer fans as you would call it over there because we've got the Euros here at the moment so there's lots of very uh, drunk mostly men but there are women as well but very drunk men who are going to the pub literally to watch the football 
and actually we were put off eating in two places whilst we were away on tour because we couldn't even get through the door to get into the pub to get to eat because it was surrounded by drunken people outside and um yes we noticed that noise level that was kind of funny it's like we're not going to go and eat in there we want a nice peaceful meal you know fancy them being out there making all that noise and then i had to check myself (laughs) like oh that would have been you karina yeah (laughs) party animal yeah (laughs) the football the football tournaments in the uk are the biggest excuse for excuse my french piss up <laughs> yeah, and but the but society again and the industry, um, you know, instigates all that. I'm sorry, but it, it does. You know, you go into our supermarkets now, all across the beer aisles, you'll have all the flags, you'll have all the football, your pictures of your football stars, you know, support the Euros, support England. Um it is there everywhere um, on the great big banners before you go into supermarkets, before you go into petrol garages. There's great big banners. You no know, Euros is here, football's here, England's playing, get your beer. You know, it just completely everywhere you go, it is encouraging you that you cannot watch a football match without having a drink. We just had, as you know, mm. 4th of July weekend, which is why De- uh, King went away for the weekend. Um, yeah. And as as she would tell you, our supermarkets are exactly the same at the moment, aren't they? Walking in them, everything was geared towards 4th of July. Mm. Um, oh, God, yeah. And, I mean, we had, even at the casino, we went to the sports bar and the football, as you call it, was on. So the noise in there was just, you could, it was incredible <laughs> because, you know, soccer, as they call it here in the States, is very popular. They love mm-hmm. it, especially yeah. amongst the Spaniards and stuff. So it was huge. It was no matter where you went. And the cocktail waitresses, no wonder why the men were happy. They barely wear anything. And there was girls running through the casino in bikinis. And as I said to you, I think, when we chatted, there's, yeah. you know, people there with their kids. Kids were sitting, swiveling around on, on chairs at the pokies with their parents just playing away and drinking away and smoking away. And the kid was so bored, it was swiveling. It, you know, and then there was people with their dogs. I was expecting a bloody horse or something to come through because <laughs> nothing. There was just no rules. I thought, what next? And I thought, I've seen it all, believe you me. And it was like, as you said, all your senses being aware and being sober. You didn't really feel the – I don't know if I felt so odd one out. There was just so many people. You were just trying to get through the crowd. But another thing when I told you when we went to um, see Chicago, the people behind us were absolutely hammered and um, – just talk through the whole thing. And next minute I feel drip, drip, drip down the back of my neck where the bloke had two beers in his hand and he's obviously tilted one towards me. And I thought, oh, God, now I'm going to go home stinking not only of beer and cigarettes, I'm just feeling I'm just going to be a brewery at the end of the night regardless of whether mm-hmm. I drink or not. And I was. When I go home and it's not my clothes, oh, my God, they were disgusting. So, mm-hmm. you know, you, you go into the devil's den, you can't escape the smell anyway. But do you, uh, parts of it, sorry, I was just going to say, parts of it made me not to not want to drink. I thought, I don't go. want to end it up like that. Yeah, nah. And the six months was my motivator. And my mum too, my mum didn't drink and my stepdad didn't drink. So I just pretended I was, like, what would mum do? That was what I, when I was sitting beside the machine. Well, mum would have a cigarette in her hand. I didn't have that, but I was, I was channeling mum. WWMD. What, what would mum do? do? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. That's what you every time WWND. Yeah. What would mum do? 
That was my uh, tool. What yeah. would mum do? I mean, we've all She's got a tool. She's laughing at me. Mum would have said, you silly buggers, and got on with her game. <laughs> <laughs> but the, it, it's going into these places for the first time, like you going into mm. the casino, Karina going into the pubs. This is huge challenges for us. This is life, baby. There we are can't so many people out there just doing yeah. it. We can't duck away from life. No. You know, you can't no. sit in a cocoon for the rest of your life just because no. you're not going to drink. No. No. And we were at the bar and, oh, there was these people had a martini next to me and everyone was drinking. And I thought, you know what? Because my husband and I, we like sitting at the bar and he likes it, you know, yeah. rather than the table. And then I really, really, there was, a girl, there was glasses of wine next to me. And then, I, again, I had to go through the act, the you know, awareness, clarity yep. turnaround because yep. I really came within five seconds of saying when she asked me and I I actually stuttered and said, no, 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 water's fine, thank you. Mm-hmm. I really wanted that glass of wine just then and there, but I had to stop myself. As I said, that what would mum do and act? Yeah, so I picked up another tool with mum, so that was a good thing. And how did you feel once you came back from the... Uh, the weekend away, the casino, and Karina, both of this is a question to both of you, actually, choose who answers first. How did you feel within yourself? Um, did it make you feel stronger? Were you, um, I don't know, I think, what, A, did it make you feel stronger? B, were you disgusted by some of the drunk people and worry about, did I look like that? And also, did did it trigger you? You've just admitted, uh, King, that it did trigger you, but you had to use your tools to mm. pull back from it. Yeah, it was the romance of it. It was just in the moment, being out. And honestly, the only way I can describe it is these people had been locked up too, and you could tell. <laughs> they were just like ravages. So you could. it was really above almost anything I had ever experienced. You know, 4th of July, being locked up with COVID, people went crazy, home with their families, whatever it was. Did it make me disgusted? No, um, not to a sense because I knew I had the choice to escape. I could go back to my room at any given point and there were times when my husband was up in the room or doing watching, you know, the football, as you call it, mm-hmm. and I was down there because he wouldn't play the machines with me. Um did it give me strength? No, I pretty much feel the same way. I Do I feel strong? I just feel relieved. When I got home and I walked through the door, I said to you, you know, it's nice to leave and go away, but I think it's always lovely to come home. And it was like walking into my place and thinking no one can touch me, no one can trigger me. This is my safe space. So yeah. it was more relief than anything. How about you, Karina? Uh, yeah, trigger-wise, I wasn't triggered at all. Not at all. Um, disgusted wise, no, I wasn't. I mean, when I turned up at the pub, we went to go and have a night meal, and people were just, you know, um, out there drinking and being loud and Larry. I was like, oh, and then I was like, no, but good for them that England won over Germany 2 0. So they were celebrating, and that's fine, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, what, what I did think was, thank God my ex husband left me, so I didn't have to go through the whole of this soccer. <laughs> and he has no interest in football whatsoever and I love it he's a rugby guy like me so um so yeah there was that and um strong definitely um I'm going to apologize now because I'm 10% battery I'm out at the front of my ducks trying to get a signal so I might cut off um but yeah 
I was so proud. I was so happy. One of our visits last week was to a very, very dear friend um, who I loved a bit um, over in Lincolnshire, who was the last person I drank with. I went on a week bender with her mm-hmm. um, on a flip and we spent the week and we were very heavy drinkers and we drank. And I have not seen her since the 4th of August, the 5th of August, when I, I quit drinking. Yeah. Um, so that and she bless her cooked us a full Christmas dinner because we haven't had Christmas over here. We hadn't had, she, it was beautiful crackers and everything, and none of us drank. And she actually didn't drink either. Um, and it was lovely. And you know, so I'd been a bit like, how's this going to be? You know, but I could do it. It was so nice to go spend lovely quality time with her. Um, have such a wonderful friendship. I've spoken to her again this morning actually as well. And and. I've always felt that our relationship is authentic and real, but we were always drinking. And so it was such a celebration. You know, it was like the best Christmas to spend that day with her. And we had a great time. And there wasn't a bit of alcohol past any of our, our lips. So, um, so you made a yeah, memory. Yeah, a really good. Sober new memory. memories, yeah. New flavour memory on that of reestablishing that, that relationship, which was just as good if not even better without the alcohol. Yeah, because, I mean, there's always that little bit of trepidation with friendships you've had during your drinking days. Will they become, a, Will how how will those friendships be uh, during the time that you're now sober? And I think that might be a podcast we can do um, at a later date. Yeah, Because yeah. um, uh, I know Karina's down to 10% battery. So we're probably going to, she's probably going to fall off the train any minute now. Debs yeah. is going to go down to the catering car to put a roast in the oven because hubby wants a roast. And she's holding um, her hand up saying, please, can I say something? And can, can you shut up? So no, no, then, yeah. no, no, I was just, just going to say before we go, um, when you said, do I feel stronger? You know what? I was pretty strong going into it. And I actually tempted myself. I actually said to myself, okay, so do you want a glass of wine? But I really sort of knew that I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna cave. Yeah. But I'm telling you, what Karina just described being with her, I haven't faced my greatest challenges yet because when I go home, and I see my best friends, and I see my brother and my sister, then that's what because they don't know me, they don't know this girl that's sitting here right now sober, they've never seen it, ever. So it's going to be very interesting what happens when I get home. I mean, I think that I'm going to stick to it, but I'm also just going to, I'm going to want to join them. But I, yeah, I'm going to have to work out. See, I work out strategies for these things. I worked out my strategy for getting to that casino. That wasn't a real, that was just. That's uh, how you, that's how you manage it. And yeah, um, I've got to play it forward. Definitely. Yeah. Because um, Catherine Gray in her book, The Unexpected Joy of of Being Sober, talks about that kind of thing. Give yourself um, an escape plan, work out what you're going to do, et cetera. So I think that's the best proactive, being proactive is the best form of defense in this one. Absolutely. It's what we do. So we're going to pull into the station, guys, and we're going to let Karina and her 10% go. Thank you so much. Um, And... Go ahead, darling. No, I was just going to quickly say that my biggest challenge this week of being on the road and being out and about was my eating. Um, trying to be gluten-free, trying to be yeah. plant-based, 
trying to stay off the chips and stuff because everything comes with chips. Um, that that wasn't good. That was my worst challenge this week. And you know that that thing that we committed to. Of oh yes, <laughs> we were just going to bring it up. I've gone up a kilogram. <laughs> Uh, I might be there with you, Karina. Yeah. What, what um, thing did we I'm not to? Say, well, I'm sorry, ladies. I went down half a pound. So. Uh, good for you. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm actually struggling myself with steroids because that is starting to kick my butt a bit, the steroids. So mm. I'm working damn hard. But we have yeah. got about four and a half to five weeks to clear off this extra weight before yeah. Karina hits the one year. Yeah, so, because we just did the 11 months. So we're, we're all still working on it. We are a work in progress, as we all say. And one thing I will say, um, when you were talking about, King, when you were talking about, um, oh, well, I could do this and uh, no one would know, but you would know when you look in the mirror. The one thing I will say about sobriety is, excuse my French, ladies and gents, you have to be fucking totally honest, even with yourself, because yeah. if you lie yeah. to yourself, then you may as well pack the whole thing in because you're not going to do this. You have to have total honesty, even with yourself. When you look in that mirror, you have to be able to look in the mirror and say, I didn't have a drink today. Aren't I amazing? Because we Mm. are amazing. We are. Mm. We are. And many of us spent the last sort of months or or years even hiding. We were lying to everybody else. You know, that that lemonade that we had or that cup of tea in our mug, full of alcohol, you know. How many people have we heard telling their stories saying that they've got these big coffee mugs and it's not coffee, Mm. it's not water? Mm. Um, They're sat on the sidelines. That's it. I would have looked at myself in the mirror and said, you're full of shit and you just wasted six months. Congratulations. So mm. I would have gone back to being super hard on myself again. I know that. Yeah. So anyway, ladies, thank you so much. King, thanks for, thanks for coming on the train. We'll let you get back to the kitchen to cook the old man's lunch <laughs> or dinner. Thank you very Karina, much for having me. We will keep up with you on your travels. Um, yep. And yes, we will be so envious of your meeting with I Must. I know I yes. am. But hopefully you and I will meet later this year in person. Okay. Definitely. I've tried Definitely. to persuade King to come over with me, you know. I might. She's, you got, know she's, got, she's got family in Wales. So yeah. Yeah. we could you have a convention. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking, let us know when you come over. And I'm thinking I've been looking at areas central to the to England where we all are. I'm yeah. looking sort of Oxford Coventry, a little health spa weekend would be good because we, we could we could look we could look for a nice Airbnb that's got a pool or something like yeah. that. An yeah. indoor pool or a, a hot yeah. turban. We oh, could I'm, on it. I'm on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, don't tell everybody because they'll all want to come. <laughs> Ladies, thank you very, very much for this it was so so enjoyable and the train is pulling into the station and we will depart the train so thank you from myself polly and from karina and king and king good day everybody stay sober and no sippy no slippy karina (laughs) Um, not another sip no matter what King's uh, gone again now. Come on, King. <laughs> <laughs> come on. No. WWMD, what would mother do? <laughs> what would mum do? Yeah. Exactly. WWMD, what would mother do? Mother would say we're having a good time and it's best to be sober because then you have the best time. Ladies, 
ta-ta for now. Oh, Bye. Bye. Bye.